on today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. Joe is at that place, but we are actually expecting him this week, and it's not going to be a surprise this time, at least for me. I don't know how, but I just didn't see the text last week when he texted us and was like, I'm on my way. And it was definitely a surprise for me when he showed up, but pretty sure he's going to be showing up here definitely before we get to our last segment of the day, which is AEW double or nothing predictions. A couple matches added tonight on Rampage. So I'm glad we recorded on Friday because slash or else we would not have made predictions for those as important as those matches are slash are not. Other than that, we have some news revolving around pretty much, yeah, all the news from the week that I have is all all revolving around WWE, uh, specifically around Money in the Bank, the venue change, the brand split, stuff like that. And then the weekly recap, we had, well, the tag team unification match this week, build up to Double or Nothing, build up to NXT in your house and we also had raw and that's pretty much that's pretty much uh the weekly recap there (laughs) now we don't even have to do it all right as always you can follow us on twitter at ddt wrestle pod chatty ready to go yep let's go Episode 58 of the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I am Dylan. I'm joined by Chad, soon to be Joe. Hopefully, Chad, how you doing? I'm tired. Yeah, Chad's Chad's tired. I was uh, fucking my week up here. Yeah, I was very much prepared to just wait it out for Joe. Chad was not. I felt it necessary that all three of us should have been on. So I said, Chad. Uh, oh my lanta joe cut that um i said chad you gotta you gotta be on the show so before he was able to go to sleep i convinced him to start early and we're just gonna hopefully have joe on at the very latest by the time we roll around to predictions but that's at the end of the show predictions for double or nothing my excitement level for this double or nothing compared to other ones, really just other AEW pay-per-views is lower. Yeah. When I was uh, writing down my predictions, uh, there was a lot of matches where I was like, I'm just not interested in this. So there's some matches that I think there's about three or four matches that fall into this category. It's like, I am semi to almost not at all interested in it, but I know for a fact it's going to be an awesome match. Yeah. There's there's a lot, it seemed like, that fit into that category. Some of these storylines just feel like they've been dragging out for a really long time, and I'm ready for them to end. In the lull periods. Like, I, 
honestly, like House also, of Black versus Death Triangle. I'm I no, that one's not, that one I'm excited for. All right, here we go. Ones I'm not excited for that'll probably be good. Hardys and Bucks is gonna be good. I'm excited for that. Those are like my modern day and then my old school favorite tag teams. That's gonna be good. Um Serena D versus Thunder Rosa is gonna be good. Gonna be good, but I'm not excited. Kyle O'Reilly versus Darby Allen. I love Kyle. I said three or four. There's actually not that. There's Jay Cargill versus Anna J. I think that'll be all right. I don't think it's gonna Hookhausen in the opener. Well, sure, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll get to it. We got plenty of, plenty to talk about with that. Um, let's start with the, some news. Uh, I'll go with the smaller piece of news here. Um, so there was something that came out from the Wrestling Observer newsletter this week. Uh, Chad's favorite dude, Dave. Meltzer, or as he says, Dave Metzler. <laughs> um, it came. I don't. I don't think it came specifically from him. I think it came from Brian Alvarez. But they are reporting that the brand split in WWE is officially over. It just like it. It's over, but it's not technically official yet. And we're definitely seeing this with, especially since WrestleMania, like. There's Raw people showing up on SmackDown every week. There's SmackDown people showing up on Raw every week. The titles are unified. The brand split's over. Are we, are we for that? Are we against that? I have, I have one big positive, I think, and one big negative. Okay. My big negative is less belts. I don't want Raw and SmackDown to not each have their own world champion. I like the idea of two champions. But if the brands, if the if there's no brand split, then you only need one champion. Counterpoint. Boom. Nailed it. I, I get it, but I like the idea of two. On the opposite side of it, I think that on the on some of the other aspects, it's going to add a lot of originality because we're going to be able to mesh divisions. Um, specifically, tag team division in WWE has needed like a big kick in the ass for originality like raw has been very stagnant for about six months with the three same teams or facing the three same teams every day oh dude there was a new tag team that debuted on smackdown tonight i'm not going to spoil it for you but boy i mean that's what i'm saying like if you take the two shows and you combine them together i think the one place you're going to gain the most profit from that is in the tag team division the usos can run it for now and then give like some up some Smack to and some raw, some build into it, you know, make new tag teams. Like you're saying, put people <laughs> we haven't seen versus new people. Like I like the idea of, of combining it for that reason. I think also if we took like the mid card and kind of did some swapping back and forth, it the does mid- open the door for Cody to make sense to be the, the mid card is the thing I think I'm the most excited for. Uh, I'm, I was laughing though beforehand because uh, for people that, have already watched SmackDown, uh, they'll understand why I'm laughing. When you go back and watch SmackDown, you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna be like, God damn it, I hate you. <laughs> well, I'm confused. It's a a uh two people teamed up. I don't think they're gonna be a tag team. Okay. Let's just say that. Was Riddle involved? Yeah, he was. <laughs> Your face says yes. 
I'll just, I was going to say it's two people who formerly had tag team partners and they are either not oh, there. Is it, is it Riddle and Shinsuke? It is. It's <laughs> your face. <laughs> okay. Wow. I'm pretty down for that though. That sounds good. It was a fun, wait. I don't even remember if they had a match. They interrupted the Usos. I'll spoil that. I don't. Good. I honestly don't even remember if they had a match. Uh, I was kind of spaced out when I watched it. Um, Yo, but if Riddle doesn't get a pay per view match against Roman Reigns here soon, I'm gonna be real butt hurt. I just needed to happen. I want the Randy Orton one, dude. Randy that's got, Orton. That's slow roll that shit to SummerSlam. No, dude. That's. You think only, so? Only only two pay per views away. Yes. Slow roll it to. Well, it's here's three. It's three. Here's what I think is gonna happen. I think there's not going to be a Roman Reigns match on the Hell in a Cell card. I think Riddle's going to get the car, the match against Roman at Money in the Bank, mm. and then they're going to put Orton at SummerSlam. Mm. Speaking of Money in the Bank, uh, before we get to the big news on that, uh, I saw today that Roman Reigns has been taken off the Money in the Bank poster and advertisements. Yeah, but like we said, the same thing about Hell in a Cell. And I saw some contradictory statements well, saying he's with that, not stopping his summer tour. Like he's but, still gonna be there. Okay, but if he's not going to be at Money in the Bank, he's not going to defend his title until SummerSlam. Which he's is going to defend the title before SummerSlam. There's no Okay, but way. he's going to do it on SmackDown. Okay. <sighs> not looking forward to that. I don't but, I don't like the idea of Money in the Bank or Hell in a Cell not having the world champion on it, but they when are, there's only one. When especially when there's only one, but the Hell in a Cell card already looks really good. And two, you yeah. can main event the card with a Money in the Bank match and it'd be okay. True. True. Um, the the other news with Money in the Bank, the, the more prevalent news. Uh, so originally, Money in the Bank was to be held at Allegiant Stadium where the Raiders play. Uh, I believe a capacity of about 80,000 people. Just under that, I saw 78 is what I think I saw. Yeah. Um, or that's what they put in there they, for SummerSlam last time. The The seats only hold 50,000, but they had like floor seats and stuff. Yeah. So after they put up ticket sales, uh, I saw something on Twitter said they were in like the mid to low 20,000 sold. And they kind of knew right away, like, actually, no, it wasn't even 20,000 distributed. It was, there's there's some Twitter account that does like wrestling tickets. It's kind of insane, but whatever. It was like not even twenty thousand tickets sold yet, and WWE decided to move it to the MGM Grand Arena, and I mean, I mean they're basically downsizing. Like I, I. It was kind of amazing to me in the beginning when I saw that they were doing money in the bank at an NFL stadium, some, some a place where you would do a WrestleMania, definitely a SummerSlam. They did SummerSlam there last year. A SummerSlam for sure. And Royal a Rumble. Royal Rumble, maybe. Royal Rumble, I think, would buy a Royal Rumble like a Royal Rumble like 70-30%. I would I would put Royal Rumble and SummerSlam on the same. Probably the same, uh, I don't know, level. But yeah, you're you're not gonna like those are the. 
I I really think we need to change it. Like the whole concept of the WWE's like pay-per-view slash premium live event, like thought process, like they have a big three. There is no longer a big four pay-per-views, premium live events. They want to be a big five. I understand they want it to be a big five. But if they tried the shit for Survivor Series, it would do worse than Money in the Bank. Let's be honest. Would they not? Here, here's what's frustrating about that. Um, like we talked about, well, I think it was last week, maybe two weeks ago. I've been watching all the old pay per views. Original Summer, I mean, original Survivor Series are so good. They're so good, it's, and well, every wait, match is a Survivor Series. If the match. brand splits ending. Survivor Series might be good again. Yeah, if we don't have brands, then maybe we'll do like this guy's team versus that guy's team again. Like the original Survivor Series was. It wasn't always Raw versus SmackDown. Those are my it favorite was... ones. My favorite, my favorite Survivor Series match of all time is 2003 Bischoff versus Austin's team. When Austin was fighting to still be the sheriff of Raw, I fucking love that match. HB, HBK in that where... match was incredible. I remember there was one year where it was like DX, the Hardys, and that was 2006. It was like it was it was 2006 or 2007. Team. Yeah, that was that was a fun match too. But they fucking destroyed this Austin Bischoff Austin's team versus Bischoff's team match was like back and forth. The face team gets down to one person. We'll we'll get to it in the retros in about six years. But <laughs> I'm I'm excited. Um, the other thing that came out from this was a uh, a tweet from Tony Khan. So obviously. Uh, little backstory here so the mgm grand arena is where they do a lot of the ufc pay-per-views uh tony khan decided to tweet uh nine hours ago he said yesterday one of my favorite days including great visits with fans and media a trip to la with the most fulfilling meeting of my life with wbd leadership i don't even know who that is Warner warner brothers duh um Dinner with my dad and Dana White, where I got to break the news to Dana about Money in the Bank moving to MGM. <laughs> um, and then he followed it up with genius move, trying to take on Dana and the UFC in Vegas during International Fight Week. See you, see you tonight on Friday night, AEW Rampage on TNT. <laughs> I, there is a lot to, to unravel about this. There, I think that Money in the Bank might be big enough to do Allegiant Stadium but they're doing a UFC pay-per-view in Las Vegas the same night as Money in the Bank. And the T-Mobile Arena, which is where in the past WWE has done pay-per-views in Vegas. Oh, but the UFC's already got it. UFC already has it, which is why they're going to the MGM Grand and not T-Mobile, which is where Double or Nothing is this weekend. It's at T-Mobile, where the Vegas Golden Knights play. So they couldn't get their second best venue. So they went from the first venue they wanted all the way to the third venue. That makes so much more sense now. I forgot about the I forgot about the Vegas Knights and the fact that they had their own arena. Yeah, it's like a big pay-per-view too. I think like someone I can't remember. I think like uh Israel Adesana or something like that's fighting that night. So like it's a big pay-per-view. I don't understand why they wouldn't just stay in Allegiant. Like and just pack the fucking lower bowl. Yeah, like and the why floor not seats. Cut ticket prices, you know, like 
I would say cutting ticket prices is your best way to sell out the bottom floor of that stadium. You know, you don't need the top section filled. Yeah, the tickets don't need to be fucking thousands of dollars a piece, you know? Fucking money-hungry CEOs, these sons of bitches. It's July 2nd, right? Money of the Bank? Yeah, 2nd or 3rd. Israel Adesanya Wait, is it is on the second that night? And then Volkanovski is also, they have a double main event that night. Hold on. Money in the Bank is on July 2nd. That's a Saturday, so. dude. It is on a Saturday. That's my point, bro. Money in the Bank's on a Saturday and it's Let's competing go. in Vegas against Let's go. a UFC pay per view on the same night. Like, what a stupid plan in the first place. I'm so pumped for that because I still always have to work on a Monday no matter what, or uh, <laughs> excuse me, be at that place on a Monday no matter what. So I will be at that place on July 4th. So the fact that Money in the Bank is on a Saturday, fuck yeah. I will say uh, when I was looking at the double or nothing card, today and doing my predictions i got real upset that i was like 12 matches are going to be happening on the card not on the pre-show 12 matches just on the card i have to go to work on monday fuck dude uh we'll get to it a little later but i when we get to predictions but i'm kind of scared for some of the match quality and some of the match times because of that but like I said, we'll get to it. Um, let's get into the weekly wrestling recap. Uh, well, we're going to start with Rampage from last week. Um, so Rampage from last week, we had Sean Spears. Was This is the first note I had. Sean Spears was going to be facing off against a uh, a giant, I think, was the advertised match. Yeah. Because Sean Spears is now the giant killer, allegedly. Um, not so much after dynamite, but uh, big demo aka Killian Dane ended up being the giant that was facing him, and there was just no crowd reaction for Killian Dane, which really upset me. There was some, but like next to none, I agree. It was like, not, there was saw nothing. A few people get like big excited, but I don't think people recognized him. I, was his hair different his hair was different he was wearing different clothes he was wearing he wasn't wearing a shirt like he wore a shirt when he was with sanity and when he was killing dane so like ah uh, dude no he definitely took his shirt off sometimes because i remember seeing how hairy and he jeans was. as killian dane for most of it mm, maybe entire, on the like, main late run yeah his late run as killian dane was all shirt with jeans. nxt though he was definitely a shirt off guy he was he was a no shirt guy yeah, but how many people watched the Sanity Run? You know, that's not as big as the stuff in NXT. Did. That was some of my favorite, dude. That you might have liked. That's it, my like, favorite War Games match. Really, the the triple threat one. Yeah, dude, Killian Dane is my favorite person in that War Games match. He's the one that comes in last, I think, for Sanity and just starts throwing all of the weapons in the ring. And then I was like, yes, this is what War Games is forever, and it still is like that and i love it but let's be honest with ourselves when the releases happened were you that upset about killian dane that so much that we like would have big popped for him on Rampage? i honestly think he got released before this show was even a thing but it, yeah that it, it, that's exactly the point that you're i'll i'll hammer home the point you're trying to make i don't even think i don't even remember when he got released so yeah it was not that big of a deal 
Yeah. I've seen him like announced for like some of these indie shows that like pop up on my Facebook all the time, especially since I have like a fight TV account. Like I always get advertisements for like random wrestling shows from random places and he's on them and he's big in the control your narrative stuff. Mm. But yeah, that's a company I totally want to watch. Totally. But, but he got squashed by Sean Spears. So like <laughs> who gives a fuck really? Yeah. It was good to see him again. Twas and how that hairy he is. He's so hairy. Yeah. It's one of the hairiest men I've ever seen in a wrestling ring. Him and fucking Albert. <laughs> Albert's was terrible. Um, other stuff on Rampage. So they made the Young Bucks versus the Hardys official for double or nothing. We kind of talked about that earlier. Um, and we're gonna talk about it later as well. Um Chris Statlander advanced in the women's uh Owen Hart Cup tournament over red velvet and the main event i think i'll just say this right now my note the only the only other note i have is that it says the tnt title gets destroyed i can't remember if there was a match there was a match just a promo or if it was just a promo so you had the you had the minute of the year in the ring and yep. then there's a video on the Titantron of Sammy Guevara backstage with Ty Conti so, and Frankie Kazarian. And he basically says, like, if you don't give us a match, I'm going to destroy this thing. And Dan Lambert's like, no, you're not getting a match. They just start beating the shit out of the TNT championship. Okay, I'm assuming they're going to give him a new one. Did they do that on Rampage tonight? Do you know? Dude. Is it nice? It's sick. Okay, so they so, gave him a new one. So, so like, so who cares? I'll say this right now. Uh, we'll talk about Rampage from tonight next week. Uh, but the TNT title is now basically like once you get it, the colors on it change to whatever you want, and that's like what's showing like it's yours. They, they didn't like officially announce that, but that's just kind of how it seems. Like Scorpio Skies TNT title looks fucking sick yeah scorpio is the fucking man so that makes sense that think, wasn't the main uh, event think though la lakers purple and yellow it looks fucking sick i i'm pretty sure honestly i, I literally watched it like a couple hours ago and um, now i can't remember the uh the main event though was the blackpool combat club versus uh matt seidel and dante martin match where after the match the Jericho Appreciation Society attacked them, and uh, Brian Danielson's leg got stuck in the ramp. Oh, that was that like, show. That's right. For like 15 minutes. I don't know if any of the people listen and watch the video, but there's there's some gnarly videos where there's a slight gap between the stage and the ring, and in some of those smaller arenas where AW can't do a full-sized ramp, they do a ramp that ends directly on the edge of the ring. Well, there was a small enough gap that Brian Danielson's tiny leg got caught, caught between and they couldn't get it out. They had to like take the ramp apart. Yeah. So scary stuff. No, I, I heard he's fine. And obviously, uh, oh, actually, you haven't watched Rampage, but he wrestled on Rampage tonight. So he's fine. Yeah, I heard he was fine afterwards. Um, it's just when I, I heard it, that it was, it was a thing like impromptu, he actually got stuck and then just kind of rode with it you know it was well, like the, yeah, the, the screen cut about the time it happened so like yep 
So the viewership on the TV, you wouldn't have seen anything. Yeah, he just kind of rode. He he rode with it because he knew it wasn't going to be on television. I guess. Um, I'm going to show Chad the new TNT title. I can't. The, the screen looks like shit. Let me just Google it. Yeah. Uh, it's it looks fucking. It's fresh, dude. I really like it. Includes a Kobe Bryant tribute. Yeah, it's Lakers. This article says it's Lakers. Dan Lambert just posted. It's like brown. No way, purple. It's like a brownish, goldish color with a purple accents. I I thought you when you said Lakers, I was thinking like bright yellow. I was like, ooh, that's gonna look ugly. But this is like a like, like a mocha color. With like purple accents, yeah. This is fresh. This, yeah. is, this, this, this does look nice. Okay, sweet. I was just making sure. I, at first, I wasn't sure if that was going to be your take on it, but I'm glad that it is. You got anything else for Rampage? Uh, the the Brian Danielson uh, leg thing was the last thing I had on that. Well then, so, so no. Let's move on to SmackDown. Uh, big things from SmackDown. So SmackDown was the show where they had the t- uh, the tag team unification match. That was at the end. Uh, they <clears throat> they opened the show with the uh, the Bloodline doing a promo, and Heyman Heyman called Reigns the goat, which right now. He kind of is. <laughs> that's that's a debate for the, another time, right? I mean, in the business right now, I think he's. Oh yeah, but he was calling out people like he was saying he's better than Hogan. No, sure, Austin. Maybe Hogan, not Austin. The Rock. He called out The Rock. Okay, nice. Called out, called out Cena. Called out Lesnar. Uh, I guess those are what WWE sees as like their other quote-unquote goats from all the I other put him behind austin the rock and cena as in that list i would put him above hogan and brock lesnar are you talking about like show me the six people you just listed are you talking about just aspect. like are you talking about overall okay so overall, like overall. wrestling capability ten, great matches number of reigns quality of reigns I'm putting him. His name is Reigns. His name is Reigns. <laughs> he has the longest title reigns. Hogan actually has a longer one than him. I get it, but that was also a different era. It was different. <laughs> Hogan's wrestling ability was awful. Having watched all these old pay-per-views, like holy shit. Dude, I'm so tired of watching that fucking leg drop. I think I could wrestle better than Hulk Hogan. <laughs> the fucking three punch into a boot into a leg drop thing is just fucking awful. Yeah, it's literally just like punches, big boot, leg drop. He hawks up first. A a scoop slam. But he hawks up and it's so good. (laughs) That's good shit. That's good shit. He's going (laughs) to hawk up. I'm Vincent Brand. I'm going to eat this shit like candy. Sure. (laughs) Um, And then back to the promo, uh, Reigns eventually takes the mic. He puts the pressure on the Usos to win later in the night. Um, They're out of the bloodline if they lose. Yeah. And then we had 
<laughs> then we had another member of the of the bloodline uh, in a match. Uh, Sami Zayn took on Shinsuke Nakamura. I thought this match was excellent. This was the second best match they've ever had. That they've the, ever that they've ever had. Yes, they've ever had with uh, each other. NXT Takeover Dallas. Yes, one of my favorite. That's... One of my favorite Takeover matches of all time. I agree. So it obviously was never going to hit that, but this was one of the best SmackDown matches I've watched in a while. This was like uh, on par with the Raquel Ronda match from last week with like quality of matches on SmackDown. Dude. <laughs> what? I just have to wait. Wait till you see the Raquel Ronda match from this week. It was so good. Oh, you're not making me happy right now. Is it bad? <laughs> uh, it. You'll see. Did it? Did it get like interference and like other stupid WWE bullshit? You'll see. Okay. Okay. So I'm just going to remember the one that was really good last week and, uh, or two weeks ago. I'll just, and then compare it to Shinsky and Sammy. It's at no fault of the people that originally started in the ring. Oh, <laughs> Shotzi and Aaliyah and everyone else get involved, I'm assuming, and just fucking trash. But whatever. The point being, Shinsuke and Sammy was really good and what a great opener after a great promo Smackdown really started the show really well yeah um I actually took a note the one thing I actually really appreciated from the match probably made me like it more is um while each of the guys like they they had two I think it was just two separate times where each of them was out of the ring after a big move and the other one was in the ring and the ref was making a 10 count the ref was counting like legit like you know how when you're watching wrestling and you've mm-hmm. been watching wrestling for a while and you know when the ref is counting a 10 count that's going to get called as a 10 gonna count get called as a 10 one count. That's not gonna, he was not counting he was counting 10 counts that it was like I was like oh shit that guy, like Sammy or Shinsuke is about to get counted out. He was counting it like that. He was counting it fast. Like I was He's and sold then, it and then the it, referee did a good job. Yeah, it was incredible. Uh sold the shit out of that. I, I just kudos to the ref kudos to the ref during that match I would like to say of all of the comedy ish storylines that are built on WWE Smackdown NXT Raw I'm loving the Sami Zayn in the bloodline thing dude above all of them this is better than Zeke and KO right now this is this is my favorite comedy ish storyline on any of the shows i'm loving Sami Zayn trying to get into the bullet line just wait until you watch smackdown dude oh it's so good to just tomorrow it's so good it's so fucking good um corbin uh happy corbin dude finally hopefully getting rid of the andre the giant memorial battle royal trophy well one he did throw it uh and break into a million pieces so hopefully it's done for. But I wrote a note saying Baron Corbin had his best promo in a really long time. I did not take that note. Um, don't even remember what he said. But I it know was just it a was... very authentic, good heel promo. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was anything special. But from him, it was just basically like, fuck Madcap. I'm done with that shit. I'm ready to do my own shit. And it kind of felt like Lone Wolf Baron Corbin. The stuff he was saying to me sounded like Lone Wolf Baron Corbin. You know what I am ready for, and I've been ready for for a long time, is a Baron Corbin intercont, like a very, very long Intercontinental Championship run, like at least two hundred days. 
I mean, he got a what a very short U.S. continent, a U.S. title run. He ha- I remember he had a U.S. title run. I don't remember how long it was, but yeah, it was not memorable. Pretty was short. It was pretty short. And then he had the Money in the Bank win that was short lived, foiled, foiled by John Cena. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Every time he does something really great, it's just like it ends so quickly, and we move on to a stupid gimmick right afterwards. So like, yeah, I'm hoping this is like a turn. I want this to be like the jumping off point for yeah a big moment for him like have him do something good until madcap comes back have madcap win like the rubber match or whatever madcap hurt? no i think he's just off tv for a little bit because they like faked a, a neck injury oh i think he's just like off tv for a little bit i think I it's think kind of like fucked up hurt. i think it's kind of fucked up they would have madcap fake a neck injury after what happened with him and drew a couple months ago like oh. that dude's got an iron neck there's no way he could ever have a neck injury after that he had like the exact same thing happen to him that happened to Biggie. Look at what happened to Biggie and what happened to Madcap. He's <laughs> trucking along with no problem, but Biggie like may never wrestle again. Um, other stuff from SmackDown. Uh, we've got a name change. Uh, yeah, we did. LA, LA Knight is now Max, Max. Du- Dupree. Du- Max Pre? Dupree. Um, I don't hate it. No, 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 no. Don't even start because here and because LA Knight was not a good name to begin with. I don't hate the name. I hate the way he says it. No, dude. No, dude. He's going to rock that shit and he's going to make us love it. I'm calling it now. I'm not going to. I'm not opposed to the idea of it. I think that he is good enough on the mic that literally anything he does will get over with me. By the time SummerSlam rolls around, and it sounds like what you just said, you're already about to agree with me. By the time SummerSlam rolls around, we are going to be huge fans of Max Dupree. And I'm excited for it. Even you saying it just sounds so stupid. I did like this backstage segment. This was a good backstage segment to like introduce him. I my only weird thing is I wonder if they're gonna go with what they talked about in the the dark segments. Is he gonna be a manager or a wrestler? Uh right now he's being presented as a manager, and that was the same tonight. Okay. So, does he does he have Mace with him? He had nobody with him tonight. Okay, but he's still giving off the manager vibe. Yeah, it was another backstage. Hopefully they repackage Mace. That I feel like that guy could be good if he's repackaged with some some training. So hopefully they re, they repackage some people. You know, put them under Max Dupree, and then Max Dupree, Dupree, and then we let just LA Knight just talk on the fucking mic. You know, Max Dupree, Dupree, Dupree. He's Eli Drake to me, by the way. Oh Jesus. Um. <laughs> Real quick sidebar for uh, this week's SmackDown. You'll, I will let you guess until the end of the show. You're never going to guess who my favorite person from SmackDown tonight was. You're never going to guess it. Was uh, it? I'll just no. I'll just leave it at that, and I'll let you. guess. I'll let no, no, no. I'll let you soak it in, and then like when we get some lull time, then you go ahead and be like, just at, randomly, you can just be like, was it this person? And I'll say no. Um. Well, let's not uh, let's not shoot by the fact that I think that we have Ricochet's next number one contender coming up. Mm. Who might that be? I think it's Gunther, and I think Gunther, Gunther, 
is going to beat the shit out of Ricochet for that title whenever it comes so. around. I hope so. Like, this Ricochet title run has not been bad, and I, there's been some good matches. They've all been on SmackDowns. But I think Gunther is exactly who they need to put the Intercontinental title on a pay-per-view. Yeah, um, and that sucks to say because I just said Happy Corbin deserves a long Intercontinental Championship run. Uh, and if Gunther, if Gunther wins it, then he's probably also going to hold it for a very long time. I'm fine with that. Slow roll it or put like Gunther against. Maybe we, uh, maybe we slow roll a happy Corbin face turn. Like I'd be cool with that. Just you got to make it happen organically though. You got to give him some sort of catchphrase, something that's going to catch on with the crowd, something that WWE does that just some or something organically that happens. Like, and I want it to be big. I want it to be something big, something that catches on big that a heel does that makes them turn face. And the the two things that immediately come to mind were the list and Rusev Day. Like two things that weird. two things that heels did that were weird that caught on organically and became huge. That's what I want. I want that for Baron Corbin. So bad. Um I love Baron. I'll like it either way. All right. Uh, we had the uh, New Day versus the Fight Night again. Jeez, uh, that was awesome. Yeah. I'll 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 just I'll just uh, say my note. Woods versus Butch again. Fuck yes. Another roll up. <laughs> Fuck yes. Butch throws a temper tantrum. Fuck yes. I I am not a fan of the fact that Xavier Woods is finishing move is a roll up right now like that really bothers the fuck out of me that we literally have a character on the show whose finisher is just a like a fucking roll up it's not the roll up dude it's the backwoods it's an it's a roll up <laughs> yeah it's terrible um pat mcafee after that match uh said does he just have to poop after matches referring to butch who was throwing a temper tantrum and walking off. And running into the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Before we get to the main event, uh, Michael Cole came yeah. on after that. And uh, boy, uh, talking shit. about Naomi and Sasha. So obviously, like we talked about last week, they've been suspended. Um, it was reported that they are suspended without pay. Don't know if you heard about that. They're no. suspended without pay. They got stripped of the women's tag team championships and announced a women's tag team tournament. Um, Eventually, yeah. when we figure that shit out. Um, so, actually, I saw something on Twitter today, maybe yesterday. I actually tweeted it from the account. So... Russell Pierce tweeted, there have been different pitches made for the WWE Women's Tag Title Tournament. At least two involved a four-team tournament. A four-team tournament. In one, the four names are Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Expected. Tamina and Dana Brooke. Okay, but... Nikki no, ASH and Dewdrop. Expected. And Carmella and Zelina. Oh my God! If at which is at which my thing. quote at which my quote tweet was quote tweet for that was I would just root for double countouts and hope that vacant retains the titles. 
because what the fuck? Those are four heel teams. Dana and Tamina could be a face team. So those are four heel teams slash teams I don't give a fuck about. Okay, I agree with that statement completely. <laughs> I I really want them to take the Nikki ASH storyline, scrub that, and make Dewdrop and Nikki ASH like an actual heel, two badass Scottish women tag team. And I think they're building for it. I think they need to take the superhero thing off of Nikki and just make them just Nikki give them like a, give them give them a fucking European gimmick, something. Yeah, just two badass something Scottish that works. women, like something, something that, that works. I wish they would pull up a couple of tag teams from NXT just to make the tournament eight teams. Well, that's the other pull that's up, the other but... rumor is that they're going to pull up teams from NXT to participate in the tournament. Toxic Attraction being one of them. Sup, uh, Katana Chance and Caden uh, Carter. Caden Carter, yeah, would be another one. I don't know of any other NXT women's tag team. There's the two Spanish women that are good. Um, Feroz and what's her name? They were good. Valentina Feroz. Valentina Feroz. That that sounds right. And wow. Good for me. And her partner. um, They're good. (laughs) (laughs) They could just take two. They have so many women in NXT right now. They could probably just take two of them and like put them together. Fallon Henley and somebody you know they have so many girl who rides horses and uh (laughs) girl that just graduated high school oh we're gonna find out on tuesday which school she's going to i'm excited to find out which school she's going to i thought she already said she's going to like some ivy league school no she said it next week on nxt she's gonna tell us what school she is dude if she does the whole fucking like uh high school football player like has all the the college the hats hats on, the table. In front, on the table in front of her like <laughs> i've decided i'm going to take my talents to yale <laughs> or some shit like uh, that i hope it's like it'd be really funny random community college it would actually be really funny if like kayfabe they wwe tells her like all right we want you to actually pick this hat and we're going to tell everyone you're going to this school when in reality, she's going to a completely different school. I would put money that she picks a Florida school near the NXT Performance Center. Like uh-huh. UC- Central Orlando. Florida. Yeah, Central so Florida UCF, in Atlanta. That's, that's what I was thinking. U- UCF yeah. is the closest school. That's the one in Orlando. Actually, no, so it's, you- it's the one that's... That's the one that they, they used to do NXT at. They do it at a different place now. But, but it's still in Orlando. Yeah, the CWC is in Florida. The CWC is in, is in a different place from the Performance Center, but the Performance Center was on the campus of UCF. No, no, no. Full sale. Full sale. Never mind. Never mind. Full sale. Very well, close both to in Orlando. But yeah, either way. Sorry. I would zero percent be shocked if they're like Central Florida or like another Florida school that's near there mm. or something like that, so that she's like able to train and still go to school because she's getting a scholarship anyway from the WWE would also be really funny if uh she just picked WWE University Chase U okay is actually my number one (laughs) dude no way she picks Chase U and then we see her in segments for like two years and then out of nowhere she starts wrestling that would be so funny oh my god like have her go to a real school in real life but like her gimmick be that she's a member of Chase U oh my god Yes. Yes. Dude. Yes. Oh my God. We're still on SmackDown, by the way. Um, 
Michael Cole said, Naomi and Sasha let us all down. Uh, fuck you. It's This isn't Michael Cole's fault, so I'm not going to say fuck you to Michael Cole, but fuck yeah. you, WWE. I don't feel let down you at see all. see the video that was on Pat McAfee's face when he was saying all that? Yeah, McAfee's face during this entire thing was just like, oh, oh, wow. Okay, that's what we're going with. Okay. McAfee seems like he's cool with all of it and that the WWE's reaction is like way too much. And I think that's the same reaction that every rational fan has. I think he's like, I'm just going to stay neutral so I don't lose my job here. Yeah. I don't think Pat is if dude, if they ever fire Pat McAfee, I'm quote unquote done with WWE. I'll still watch every week, but I'm done with them. You know what I'm saying? There's a, there's a lot of people that I said that about or would <laughs> say that about that are no longer in WWE. Dude, but Pat McAfee is like talking all the time. Like he has really changed how I feel about commentary across every show. I wish every show had someone like Pat McAfee. I wish every show had a Pat McAfee. Yeah. Um, and then main event, tag team unification match. Yep. This was oh. Very good. Commercial breaks, problem number one. Yeah. We got two during entrances. Oh, dude, wait till this week. Uh, I don't remember what match it was. Probably the main event. I can't remember. But uh, actually, when you watch SmackDown, I want you to time. I think it's the main event. Time the. Just just take notes of like when they announce like, hey, the main events up next and then entrances and so on like you you know what i'm saying i, I, I want to report back on that next week because it's absolutely ridiculous well during this uso's riddle match they started entrances at the one hour and 25 minute mark but didn't start the match till the one hour and 35 minute mark that's not the worst we've ever seen though but they started the this match one this week might after a commercial break this one this the week might be worse break. um but yeah the usos they are the they, they end up beating RK bro with help from the tribal chief. Uh, but yeah, the bloodline holds all the gold now or the silver, whatever it's, it's white gold, I guess we'll say bloodline holds all the gold for the most part, other than Finn Balor and who the fuck is the United States champion? Oh, theory. Um, theory. Yeah. Theory, theory, Finn Balor and the bloodline hold all the gold. For the men's side. Wow. You mean thin theory ricochet in the bloodline? Did I say Finn Balor? Yes. I said it twice. twice. I said it like three times. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Ricochet, not Finn Balor. <laughs> Five people holding nine championships. Hell yeah. Let's go. Come on, WWE. Please fix these problems. And then, uh, yeah, that was that was SmackDown. <laughs> I didn't hate this show, though. I didn't either. I thought it was Maybe good. Maybe it was good. The opener was good. There was some good promo work. I thought we had a very good week of wrestling, honestly. Am I Raw wrong? Was okay. Raw oh, okay. Was okay. Raw was okay. Raw was, okay. Raw was okay. Let me see what happened on Raw. 
Raw was okay. Yeah. Raw was like the lowest part of the week. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, then. Nice. Let's get into Raw. Shall we? So the show opened with uh, a certain Matt Riddle type. That's my favorite. One of my all-time favorite beers right there that you're drinking. That's very good. I just had the first sip. Edmund's Oast, Bound by Time. My, my, my. That was delicious. That was a very delicious sip of beer. But yes, we opened the show with a Mr. Riddle, Mr. Riddle in the ring, uh, cutting a scathing promo on the bloodline, um, giving shout out to a supposedly injured Randy Orton. Um, and then it sets up a Riddle and Street Profits versus the Usos and Sami Zayn match to start the show. So I don't have a whole lot on the match, but... I have a question about the Street Profits. Yeah. Are the Street Profits, like, what's going on with them? Are they, like, sometimes they're heels, or at least they're trying to be. And in this sense, they're, they were faces and teaming up with Riddle. What the fuck are the Street Profits? I think the intention was to turn them heel, and it was so poorly done that they just, like, decided to scrap it and they just were like let's just keep them faces and they went so like, back to what they 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 were eventually know. they were eventually going to go forward with the rk bro versus profits uh face heel but then they decided to do the unification match yeah that's okay. what i think yeah i was just so confused um the six-man tag be. the six-man tag though like it was it was all right like up until the end, like the Usos just bailed on Rusty and Sammy Zane. Yeah, same. His name's Rusty. Oh boy, that's his nickname. Uh, they bailed on him, and then uh, yeah, he got pinned. So that was that. That was literally that. Um, the next like important segment i don't remember what goes what what the actual order was but uh lashley laying down a challenge to mvp yep uh to determine the hell in a cell uh match stipulation with with the match between lashley and omas uh we could talk about this match uh it was basically so lashley versus mvp uh from what i remember Omas kind of gets in. Yeah, yeah. He gets involved and well, he goes up to Bobby and Bobby starts punching Omas. Omas doesn't put his hands well, on there was Bobby. A point, there was a point where Omas got involved a little bit, right? It was behind the ref's back. And yes. when the, the match went to end, Omas just kind of walks over to Bobby and Bobby retaliates before Omas even like touches him. And because of that, Bobby gets like uh, distracted and countered out. So well, yeah, he starts beat. He starts trying to beat the shit out of Omas, and in the midst, gets distracted from the match, gets counted out. We actually need to look into: was that the same ref that did the legit count out for the Probably. Sami Zayn? It was, it was a quick match. count out. Yeah, it was one of those. Um, so the stipulation 
that has been set for Hell in a Cell is now a handicap match, and Bobby Lashley is going to be facing Omos and MVP. When did that come out? I saw that on Wikipedia. Oh, because I at the end of the show, I looked, and I didn't see a stipulation, and I was like, wow, that's weird. They didn't announce it, but huh. It might have been somebody on Wikipedia fucking with us. No, it's still a thing. Bobby Lashley versus Omos and MVP. Two-on-one handicap match. One of four matches on the card for Helen. Which are all from Raw. Which are all from Raw. But the brand splits over. Yeah, but like all (laughs) those wrestlers are all still from Raw. Yeah. uh, Helena Cell is next weekend also, and there are four matches. They're all from Raw. SmackDown, by the way, did literally nothing tonight to build towards Helena Cell. Um, So, yeah. There's an NXT pay-per-view the night before Helena Cell, and there's there's six matches. (laughs) Yeah. I'm looking forward to that more than Helena Cell right now. Especially with some of these matches. Holy shit. I mean... Owens and Ezekiel will be fun. Yeah. Rollins and Cody is going to be awesome. That's going to be the main event. Um, I already forget what else is on it. The triple threat women's match. Oh, triple threat, triple threat. I know what a triple threat is, Chad. I know what a triple threat is, Michael. That'll be good. That'll be very good. But, um... Yeah, speaking of that, that is now a triple threat match. Uh, we can just skip right to the main event. We can cover some other stuff, but since we already talked about it, the uh, women's title match. Uh, so Asuka beat Becky last week to make it Bianca Belair versus Asuka at Hell in a Cell for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, they decided to just go ahead and run it back this week. Uh, why not repeat a main event? Yeah, and if Becky wins, she's added, and it's now a triple threat which to to which Becky Lynch certainly knows the rules to a triple threat match. And she obviously won because 50, 50 booking. And like we already said, now we have a triple threat match. That's what real 50, 50 booking looks like Joe. Joe's not here, which is actually dude is almost 1am and we have no Joe text us yet. Oh, Joe did text us. No, I texted the group. (laughs) <laughs> Those are both text messages from you. That's me saying, I hope Joe's okay. <laughs> Joe is Joe is certainly stuck at that place right now. I'm very glad we started early and did not wait for him. I'm no, I'm I'm very right I'm very glad that I said we would start early and just wait for him to get out. Uh, but now I'm worried that he's not gonna be here for predictions. Because we're about fifteen way. to twenty minutes away from that. But yeah, I I was actually kind of looking forward to Oscar versus Bianca for the first time one on one. I don't think I've ever seen that. Granted, Becky's gonna make the match better because she's there, but I don't remember ever seeing an Oscar Bianca on the main roster one on one. I remember NXT. I think maybe they were in the same time frame. I don't think so. Bianca was never a big deal in NXT. Yeah, she was. She competed for the the title against Shayna. I remember she got a title shot against Shayna and lost. But that's the only she got one title shot that. that I remember. I don't even remember that. I remember so, her. I remember thinking like, "Oh, this girl's going to be a big deal." Once they did the uh, NXT involvement in Survivor Series, and she was on that five on five on five team. Yeah. Uh, 
that's when I thought that's when I that's when I kind of was thinking like Bianca's gonna be a big deal. Um but yeah. Let's see what else happened on Raw. I want to talk about one thing on Raw. I want to Go call ahead. it out specifically. Um I hope I hope you're about to talk about what I want to talk about. Cody Rhodes versus the Miz. Sweet. We're on the same was page. a match that got a counter. And it was a, a redo of match we've already seen since Cody came back. This was the sloppiest Miz or Cody match I've ever watched. Uh, I would like to put a lot of the blame on the Miz. The Miz looked not good in this match. Well, Cody My- was even looking struggle, struggling to do some of the moves he was supposed to be doing. I will say most of the bad sloppy moments were the Miz looking sloppy, but like, holy fuck, both guys just. It just seemed like they had no chemistry, which, which is crazy because they did a very, match like a week ago or they, they like a already month ago did that was a match. Good. They already did a match and it was good. And they're really good friends in real life. Yeah. Like it makes no sense. I will I say, I don't understand what happened here. At the end of the match, it ends with Seth Rollins ending the match to be a disqualification again, but he stole from a child in order to do it. So Cody always gives out his weightlifting belt. He has probably a thousand of these things by now. He gives one out to a fan. And when mm-hmm. Seth Rollins runs in, he steals the belt from the kid and starts whipping Cody with the belt. I, I love that. No, so he he causes the DQ. He's about to walk away. Steals the Co- belt. Cody's by the announce table. So like they're they're far away from each other. Seth sees the belt takes it walks back decides to go ahead and whip him whip him with it and at that point like ultimate heel move by seth i love the move by seth it was good for the story um <laughs> cody does the ultimate face move too and on cody does on the- screen gives the belt back to the kid boy what a guy right what a guy i mean they're pushing him as like the ultimate fan he's the next john cena right now he he's John Cena. He really is. It's the ultimate face, like baby face. Let's not call it anything else. The it's fans baby and the face. fans are eating it up, and it's just John like, Cena was eating up. They loved it. Yeah, but like it 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 took a it took about a year year and a half of it, and the fans were sick of it. So, and that's about what happened in AEW. So, <laughs> well, it's working right now. So let's, let's keep it in the present. Let's see what happens with that. We'll we'll put a we'll put a pin in that. Um, other big stuff. Let's see the Judgment Day. Um, they had Where their the mix. Fuck was Finn? <laughs> he's uh, what was he doing? I think he's at. Uh, I saw a picture on Twitter of him with Charlotte Flair. Not just her, but like she was in the picture, and her and Andrade just got married. So I'm thinking he was at their wedding. They got married today. It's Friday. This was Monday. Thinking he was there. I, I don't fucking know. Maybe he was but like maybe he was doing the Judgment presser. Day. Maybe maybe he was doing the presser with Drew to sell Clash at the Castle. I don't know. Oh yeah. Drew was in Scotland like all last week and early this week. I mean, yeah, why sense. not why not have Finn also be there? Like your biggest Defense. Scottish guy and your biggest Irish guy in a pay-per-view that's in Wales. Makes sense to me. Neither of them are Welsh, but they're you know, all the fine. same. They're all the same, right? All the same yeah. accent. Depends on what part of Ireland you're talking about. <laughs> the rest of them are all in the United Kingdom, but Ireland's not. 
Yeah. I would... But Northern Ireland is. Mm. I was saying all the same accent, but there's quite literally three different accents between Irish, Scottish, and British. Um, and Welsh is even different than those. Oh, really? I don't, I don't yeah. know the difference between those. Um, but yeah, they... I think this was the Judgment Day promo where they're talking about like getting a new member or Edge welcoming yeah, a new they member. Listed a bunch of people. Listed a bunch of people. Edge has been tweeting out photos of a bunch of people. Uh, Yo, I got a name. What? I got a hot take one that I think works. Is it not Champa? It's not Champa. I'm ready then. Mustafa Ali. Uh. He gets I crushed would... over and over again. And he gets down, he trodden, he gets beaten, and then so, he just decides to like. In theory, right? In theory, that would. Why mean... would he be in theory? That's gross. No. <laughs> Damn it. But um. So, if you t- if you just take a normal four person stable, right? There's always one person that's the world championship contender. There's always a tag team. And then in this case, there's a women's championship contender. That would put Damian Priest and Mustafa Ali tagging together. I would watch the shit out of that. That would be good. That I know. Really I thought about this a lot. I want it. I know Champo was like who we said, but I think it makes I would more want sense that more than Champa and Priest tagging yes i agree champ is better so solo right now yeah and i would rather do ali with a heel turn back into the thing after he tries his like face push and the crowd doesn't go over on him and they use that after everything he's been through as the reason why he goes to join judgment day dude i really like that actually oh boy i like that almost as much as i liked the veer mahan promo i liked this uh, let's see if I have any notes on the Beer Mahan promo. No. Oh, wait. I wrote, whoever's idea it was to do King's Court, fuck you. Yeah. No, I don't like Jerry <laughs> Lawler coming out. But I do like that Jerry Lawler asked him, like, Jerry Lawler questions, and he just fucking stared at him. Yeah. It was, and then he it asked was... another question, and he just stared at him. I he, thought I was laughing my ass off. He played then, it well. Like he played like the intimidating big yep. man well. And then when he finally talked, it was good. Like he instantly made himself one of the few Middle Eastern or even like European with an accent. Anyone foreign from European or Asia that has an accent who does promo work, he instantly became like one of my current top five promo work people with an accent. Just you wait, dude. I would rather, I would rather watch Veer Mahan do a promo than Shinsuke Nakamura do a promo. Oh, that's a thousand percent. I'd rather watch Veer Mahan do a promo than Jinder Mahal do a promo. And Jinder did some good promos as the champ. He did. Yeah. You can't take that away from him. Can't take he it away. He was good on the mic. He was good on the mic. He was compelling. He was a compelling heel. I will say that. I'd rather. I'd still rather watch more of Veer Mahan after that fucking skit. And well, 
I can't wait for Veer Mahan versus the Mysterios. That's going to be good. It sounds like Chad has a new favorite. Uh, I wouldn't wrestler, say my favorite. New, re- new favorite wrestler from India. Oh, from India? 100%. Yeah, definitely my favorite Indian wrestler. Yeah. Okay. So to, answer, is- to answer my own uh, guess who from earlier, my new favorite wrestler from India is Shanky. Oh, God. What did Shanky do? Just wait till you watch SmackDown, dude. Oh, God damn it. Shanky. It's It's so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> um, I will just say that I, I'm afraid that Shanky is going to turn into Great Kali 2.0. No way. A big, tall guy no, no, from no, no, India no, 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 can't no, talk no. on the mic? Not even in that sense. Like, I'm talking, like, in the exact same dynamic. Like, I don't. I'm not sure what you're talking about. You'll see. Uh, maybe, maybe like think about like two or three years into Great Collie's run. I think is. Oh, the comedic side of Great Collie's run. Yeah. Or oh, god damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I will just say it. It it was this week. I laughed. Uh, we'll see how much I laugh the more it goes on. But, um. I don't know. Mm. The only other stuff I had from Raw, like Owens and Ezekiel, I, I wrote my note specifically says Owens versus Zeke the Freak is official for Hell in a Cell. Um, but yeah, I don't have anything else from Raw. No, nothing. All right. Um, let's get on to NXT. I I hate to say this. Oh no. But NXT is officially, officially of the, and I'm not counting Rampage. I'm counting the four show, the other four shows that we review every week. It is officially number four. I don't by, know, a, by a fair margin. You put that, you put SmackDown significantly above NXT right now? By a fair margin. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. And, I, and raw that I would, far above i would like to attribute a lot of this towards the joe gacy Braun breaker storyline and i hope that's the reason and i hope that once that that's over that it it changes my mind but right now i just don't like nxt i, I feel like i don't like it the beginning of the 2.0 we didn't like it because there's a lot of like brand new people being introduced and then we had this really good patch where we were supplementing the the black and gold people we were supplementing the 2.0 guys it was an even blend yep. and now it feels like the 2.0 guys that we first got are like the staples and we're trying to supplement new people in there new people on top of the new people on top of the new people and the new people that we're getting aren't even close to the par of the 2.0s guys who are not nearly on par with the black and gold people that are still around. Exactly. Or the Natalia the as they even come down, you know? Exactly. I don't think Cora Jade is that great yet, you know? No, but her and... and she's like leading the division. Her and, her and Roxy becoming best friends and then eventually having a, a match is going to be awesome. 
I mean, Roxy's killing it. Let's leave it at that. But I also don't know. Here's here's the thing. I will agree with you about NXT right now. NXT, I feel like can't seem to figure out storylines well. It feels like week to week they they're like changing the direction of every storyline. You know, like minus the Legato and Tony D'Angelo thing that's been like very stable, which has been going on what feels like as long as New Day versus Fight Night. It's not been that long, but it's been a while. And we're going to get like a big conclusion in your house. Thank God. Yeah. But I hope so. Like Sangha versus Wesley is a good example. There was Zion Quinn and there wasn't Zion Quinn. Now Sangha is not a bad guy. And I from week to week, I just never know what the fuck the storyline is or where it's going the next week. Yeah. And it feels like they're deciding on fucking Tuesday morning to change what they did last Tuesday every week. And that's probably especially why this Braun Breaker, Joe Gacy thing. Especially that's probably why I don't like it right now. Let's be honest. Um, let's get into the you details. probably just don't like it because Von Wagner had a match, you know? No, because I got to see <laughs> that girl that's always next to him. <laughs> Sup? What's her name? Sup? Sophia Cromwell. Sophia Cromwell. Terrible name. Sup? Yeah, change your name. If Sophia Cromwell had the name Tiffany Stratton, and Tiffany Stratton had the name Sophia Cromwell. Those make so much more sense to switch them. You're right. Yeah. Sophia Cromwell sounds like a person who would be like, daddy bought me this. Exactly. Yeah. The, her rich dad, the Cromwells. Cromwells. The Cromwells yeah. sound like a much more rich family than the Strattons. And the Stratton, the Tiffany Stratton just sounds like she should be a 10. Tiffany Stratton has a jawline that just never ends. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Such a thick pronounced jawline. Oh, it's so true though. Um, the one thing, and this just might be because like I haven't been like paying that much attention to NXT in the last month, but I had no idea that the dudes that were uh with Tony D. Their names are Channing, Stax, Lorenzo, and Troy, Two Dimes, Donovan. Stax and Two Dimes. That's all I know. Stax and Two Dimes. Channing, I don't know the rest of it. Channing, Stax, Lorenzo, and Troy, Two Dimes, Donovan. Yeah. Some yeah. Mobster names. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they opened was... the show, though, with a match against Anafi and Blade, a tag team I really enjoy, but yet they, they don't botched get any the respect. fuck out of this match. They, oh, yeah. they botched they... a lot in this match. Yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it was Blade who had like a really bad botch in the middle of this match. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. The Anafi Blade who he slipped on the ropes right or yeah, slipped, he slipped uh, on the ropes on yeah. his way a hot tag happened and he went to go do a move off the top rope and just completely slip slipped and botched the whole thing yeah that was but other than that botch it was a good match it was a good opener i enjoyed the opener here um these two dimes and stacks guys were not terrible apparently they've not. had some level up matches so oh well We'll see if they end up becoming NXT tag team champions in the future, like a year or two down the road. I'm going to be, I, I just put me on record right now. I'm going to be very upset when it happens. 
Uh, this I have was a feeling also... you're going to be so over on them in a year because you just said <laughs> that. That's how life works. Yeah. Uh, this was also going to be the point when Joe would have been here, and I was going to say um, uh, embrace debate, uh, Sangha or Satnam Singh. Oh, but, Sangha all day. But, well, yeah, but I wanted to ask that question to Joe. I know he would say Sangha, but. He would complain about Satnam Singh. Here's, here's Joe, Joe's response to, hey, Joe, would you. Would you prefer to root for Sod Sangha uh, or Satnam Singh? Joe would say something along the lines of, uh, the, who the fuck is Sangha? <laughs> I guess I'll root for him. Anyone but Satnam Singh, says Joe. <laughs> yeah. Anyone but Satnam Singh. Um, yeah, we already talked about Roxy and Cora Jade. They look like uh, BFFs. Um, the whole getting back to Tiffany Stratton, she just kind of weaseled her way into the semifinals of the uh, breakout tournament. Well, it fixed our problem, didn't it? We were going to get a heat, a face versus face final, and it fixed our problem that now we have a heel versus face dynamic for the final. Is it Rox? It's Roxy versus Roxanne yeah. Perez Roxy versus and... Tiffany Stratton. Damn. Well, and Tiffany Stratton has some. She's very athletic. I don't her character. She's athletic. I just don't. I she's it's, it's good it's in the, the character. It's the character. The character sucks, but that that's good because I hate her character and want her to lose. So it's like almost a perfect heel. Yeah. yeah and then is. when she's good in the ring, it's that Roxanne Perez versus Tiffany Stratton match in your house. I think it's going to steal the show. Like that's my, that's my, the one I'm looking at to be like the underrated match on the card. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Cause I know Cameron Grimes versus Carmelo Hayes is going to take, is going to be fucking fire. I know pretty deadly versus the Creed brothers is going to be fucking fire. It's going to be my favorite match on the card. That's easily yes, going to be the best match on the card. Yes, boy. I know Braun Breaker versus Joe Gacy is going to suck. Yes, boy. In the middle of all that is a Tiffany Stratton Roxanne Perez match that I think is going to be like the the underrated show stealer that no one's looking forward to, but it's going to be really good. You know what it will be? It'll be the second match on the card. Everyone will be like, oh, here's this match, and it's going to end up being way better than we expect. It'll be right after Carmelo Hayes versus Cameron Grimes opens. That'll the open the show. Yeah. And then and it, we'll ride into Tiffany Stratton versus Roxanne Perez, and it will keep us going. Oh man, dude, I'm so excited for NXT in your house. Dude, let's go. Every match looks good except for Joe Breaker versus Braun. Joe Gacy versus Braun Breaker. Joe Breaker versus Braun. Wait, dude, you just said it. You said Braun Breaker. I've been saying it. I've been saying it for weeks. No, you haven't. I said it. I said it last week too. I oh, noticed because I, I listened back to it and I was like, fuck, I've been saying it. I didn't even catch it. Yeah. It's well, fine. Maybe because I don't I think, like him anymore. I think you owe me a cake. I never made a cake bet. Damn it. I decided you need to not get, to make you need a cake to get bet more drunk. An endless cake bet. You need to get more drunk for the shows. I think Joe's going to owe you a cake, though. I do, too. We'll get to that <laughs> when we talk about Dynamite. But um, Braun Breaker, I think the reason I am willing to say that now is because I no longer won't like him. You don't like him anymore? Much. I have 
gone real stale on Braun Breaker. I think when he gets to the main roster, he's going to be lots of fun. But right now, I think I kind of agree with you. It's here's here's actually what really put me under. It's not that his com- opponents recently have been trash. Um, the comparisons to Goldberg oh. are what's bothering. Oh, okay. So left shoulder tattoo, almost the same. Sure. Walks yeah. out to the ring. Walks out to the ring from backstage at pay per views, like Goldberg. Comes out to Pyro, like Goldberg. Uses a move similar to the jackhammer, like Goldberg. Uses a spear, like Goldberg. Has matches that are very short, like Goldberg. <laughs> He's Goldberg 2.0, dude. And as soon as I saw a video that pointed out all these similarities, I was like, holy fuck. He really is very He's, similar. He's Braun in- Goldberg. Braun Steinberg. No, I like Braun Goldberg. It's just too many Goldberg similarities. And now that I see them, it's like hard to Dude, not see them anymore. You just the tattoo my brain specifically up. bothers the fuck out of me because the tattoo the doesn't bother me tattoo. at all. The tattoo doesn't bother me at all. It's the things that I see in the ring and on the entrance. The entrance is oh my a very God. big is a very big one. Oh my God. Wow. Um Holy shit. All right. What else you got for NXT? Uh, they made the, they made an NXT women's tag team championship match uh, between toxic attraction and Caden and cat and zero. What the fuck is her name? Caden and Katana Katana chance. Chance. Uh, that's official for in your house. And they had more Holy shit champs chance bleeped out. I just wanted to point that out. Um, this time they didn't bleep out like 30 seconds of it. They just bleeped out every time they were about to say, holy shit. So it was like the announcers were talking and then it would be like a two second bleep. And then they would talk and there'd be like a two second bleep. It was kind of more annoying than the whole like 20 seconds of bleeping, bleeping yeah. the, the entire show out. I'd almost uh, rather it just be blank noise. I would almost just rather than them just let the crowd like in and out. fucking say, holy shit, you know? Yeah. But whatever. Um, and then Mandy Rose faced Indy Hartwell. This kind of set up uh, two matches for the pay-per-view. We got Toxic Attraction versus Caden and Katana. And Wendy Chu is the number one contender after she gets involved in this match. Um, Mandy Rose wins, but then afterwards, uh, in the words of Wendy Chu, she enjoyed putting her sack of balls in Mandy Rose's face. Yeah. So Wendy Chu, I think, let me see the note I took. Wendy Chu hits Mandy with balls. And then I said, I'd like to. And then I said, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> The, the funniest part about this is not that she like dropped a giant like human-sized pillowcase with the balls on Mandy Rose. It's that in the backstage interview afterwards, Wendy, she was so good in backstage interviews as this character that she literally said the words, I really liked my balls, my sack of balls on her face. And I was like, holy <laughs> fuck. 
Was that during the show? Did I miss that? Yes. Oh that my was God. a backstage promo with Katana <laughs> chanting in Caden uh, Carter. And then when Chu walks in and says the words, I really liked dropping my sack of balls on Mandy Rose's face. <laughs> and I was like, holy fuck. Joe, please don't make the episode title sack of balls on Mandy's face. <laughs> please don't make it that. Make it sack of balls. That would be a good episode. Just don't put it sack of ball on Mandy Rose's face. <laughs> yeah. Just please don't make it derogatory to, towards our girl, Mandy Rose. Sup. 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 Um, I don't know. I I don't, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know how to, I don't know how to transition. Um, Dynamite. Dynamite, we had the opening match, which was Wardlow versus Sean Spears in the cage with MJF as a special guest referee sporting his best Burberry striped ref shirt. Oh, you want you want a negative? Go ahead. This was one of the worst steel cage matches I've ever seen. And to go along with that, I wait, I want to say I want to hopefully drive home the reason why you're about to say why you just said that so okay i rules i've been on record as saying <laughs> the rules for a steel cage match <laughs> should be that pinfall and submission should not be like it, it should just be escaping the cage that should be the rules yeah. to winning a steel cage match during yes. this match between Wardlow and Sean Spears, there was a moment where Wardlow was down because obviously MJF and Sean Spears double teamed Wardlow. There was a moment here where mm -hmm. Sean Spears opened up the door, stepped out of the cage, put both feet on the ground, mm -hmm. grabbed a chair. Mm -hmm. The announcers decided to say, and by the way, it was probably Excalibur where, and talking like really fucking fast decided to say that the match can only end in pinfall or submission mm -hmm. okay okay aw okay and then he gets back in the ring with his chair and proceeds to lose the match what this match was was did, uh did i did, am i am i correct am, am i am i driving home what you were you're driving say? at home real hard <laughs> this match was five minutes of mjf and Sean Spears tagging up on Wardlow, followed by that moment, followed directly by Sean Spears hitting MJF with a chair, three power bombs, and a pin. I enjoyed Omos versus Bobby Lashley in a steel cage more than I enjoyed Wardlow versus Sean Spears in a steel cage. Yeah. Um, I think it doesn't do it doesn't do MJF versus Wardlow any justice for Sunday. And it's making me think that that match is going to be a squash. I am starting to think that what we thought MJF's career was going to be like is no longer going to be like that because of what he's done. I think he's what do you mean by what he's, what do you mean by what he's done? I think he is pissed off backstage specifically Tony Conan, that he's not going to be a world champion in, in AEW. And I think they're going to use MJF here to put Wardlow over. And I think he will be. And it's just like, it's, it's. I, if he I, I agree with you. MJF I agree with you. 
he's not going to be able to win a world title. There's no way you can sell that to me. It doesn't make sense. No, because I'd be back-to-back pay-per-view losses for NGF. Like, mm-hmm. like, let's look at the card. There's going to be someone that comes, right? Because Punk, Punk is the number one contender right now, right? He had a big win mm-hmm. over MJF coming out of the last one. Who's the big? Well, Forbidden I, Doors I see next. It, I, so see it's it, like, I see it right now. Okay. So for all out. The next pay-per-view is going to be Forbidden Door, and they're going to have a whole bunch of New Japan people versus sure. AEW people. Sure. But if you just look at it, like who could possibly be on the winning end at double or nothing that is going to be the number one contender? Um, uh, Any of the House of Black people? Probably not. Darby Allen. Darby Allen, probably not at a pay per view. Uh, Moxley and Danielson, I could see. Uh, Wardlow, no. Cole already had his chance. I'm thinking of every I, match I, in my I, cart. Mean, I have no idea where they're going to go with the number one contender after this, but yeah. Unless but Samoa Joe think wins. It, 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 but then you it's also got to think, though. But then they Smudge already has a title. Exactly. Here's my here's what I think though. I, I think that it's going to depend on who wins coming out of Forbidden Door. Because so I think someone who beats a big name New Japan star is going to be who's going to come out as the number one contender for All Out. So I don't think this is. I think going to be somebody who beats a. Because like Okada is going to be there, and I think he's already guaranteed that Okada is going to be in Chicago for Forbidden Door. I don't think Okada walks out of Forbidden Door with an L. I think it's going to be somebody like a, or or maybe All Out. Maybe there's maybe there's a Hangman Page match where he doesn't defend the. Obviously, he's not going to defend the title at Forbidden Door, but maybe he's in, in like a multi man match, and in the lead up to it, he few he hear me out. He f- gets in a, a tiff with a New Japan guy, and we have a New Japan guy facing hangman or punk you know we'll we'll see uh at all out for the AEW championship and i would like nothing more to than to see hangman page as the AEW champion versus challenger will william osprey at all out that would be so good Here's a curveball. Or Jay White. That's my curveball. Damn it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I took that away from you. That's my curveball. What <laughs> if it's Jay White? They've already hinted at him so much in AEW. Well, he's they're what not they're never gonna put the AEW cha- they're never gonna put the AEW champion on somebody that's fully signed to New Japan or any I, other company. I don't giving know. him a giving him a title shot is a different story. They're not going to put it on him though. I think the best thing they could possibly do is actually throw a giant curveball at us and give us a main event at Forbidden Door, winner take all, Hangman versus Okada. I could not see. I don't think they're going to do it, but that would be 
without a the, doubt, the only time the best way to put pay-per-view ratings and numbers together. That would be incredible. And it would be an awesome match. But I think it would be they they have faced off, I think, once before at a what's the round robin tournament they do? Um the round robin tournament the New Japan does. Block A, block B. Oh my God. It's like the heavyweight version of the Super Juniors. Yes. Not the New Japan Cup. Oh my God. Why am I fucking New blanking Japan on Cup's this? tag teams? No, that's no. New Japan Cup's a different thing. What's the tag team tournament called? I don't remember. Oh, um the, the the person that wins the fucking briefcase. What the fuck is that tournament called? Holy shit. Why are we so dumb right now? Dude, we're so dumb. List of New Japan Pro Wrestling annually held tournaments. The G1 Climax? G1. Jesus Christ. The G1. Yeah, there it is. Oh, my God. The World Tag League is what I'm thinking of. Is the tag yeah. team one. And then the New Japan Cup and the Best the- of the Senior Jupiter Juniors. Yep. Hmm. And Super G- Junior Tag League. Holy shit, I can't believe it took us that long to think of G1. And now I don't even remember what we were talking about. Um, Hangman and Okada, I think the only time they've ever faced off is in the G1. Like four or five years ago. So, and I'm pretty sure, I mean, obviously Okada won. Because I think Hangman had a very poor performance in that G1. That was the only G1 I think he ever uh, competed in. I just like you're you're you really think winner take all like the winner would take the AEW and IWGP heavyweight championship Okada would win that I know there's a zero percent chance they would do that I know but that's what I want to happen I think it would be best for business between the two companies probably uh, especially if New Japan is like still like head like dead set on growing the American audience for New Japan Pro Wrestling, but I just don't see it happen. Oh. Well, while we're here, you want to talk about this uh, CM Punk versus uh, Hangman Adam Page promo that we're talking about? Sure. Um, they had the promo. Uh, Hangman is clearly a little bit more fired up about this uh, quote-unquote rivalry here. To fully understand it, I had to go to the internet for this one. I I didn't really understand why why Hangman was like super upset. Like I was kind of missing his point, but then I saw a tweet that someone put like when CM Punk won the Ring of Honor title, he turned against the company, became a heel, held the belt until he walked out the door of WWE. It was this huge heel turn from a hugely face character. It was a major point in Ring of Honor history that CM Punk, as soon as he wins the title, goes heel and then goes anti-company. He signed his WWE contract on Ring of Honor Wrestling Television using the Ring of Honor world title as a table. It was like the heelest move ever. He oh goes to WWE. He goes to WWE and the pipe bomb where he takes down the company is the push he uses to get the world championship. Right. So when you think about those two things, Hangman's statements about 
he's doing this for AEW because he doesn't want CM Punk to take the belt and then take down AEW in the process. And now it makes so much sense when you think of it that way as those two big major events in CM Punk's career. Oh my God. Yeah. And it's actually a huge hangman face turn almost. Like I know he was like borderline in it with these things, but the way he is doing this for AEW and understanding all that stuff, it's like a huge face turn for the company's champion to be pro company and pro fans. But you know what I'm still scared of? Yeah. Punk winning. Yeah, me too. You remember how like a month ago, Punk was, you know, one 1% chance I gave him. And then, yeah. I, as I said, as the weeks went by, as we got closer and closer to double or nothing, his chances were going to grow just because we we're getting closer to the pay-per-view. And mm-hmm. now that you're saying that, I, I think I'm at the 50-50 point. Mm-hmm. This is tough. I haven't even made my predictions yet. So every, like I said earlier, everything's going to be off the cuff. Um, I loved this promo though. I will say the end of the promo, it almost looked like hangman through a real punch. Oh, really? Cause CM Punk's face to me looked like actually legit shocked and it looked like it made full contact. I could see that, but I don't remember thinking that when I watched it. I also, I just don't pay that much attention. Like when I'm watching wrestling live or, or when I'm watching it on recording anymore, it's a bad habit of mine. Uh, I'll be better. I need to be better. That's what I'll say. Um, the last thing I really want to talk about here, because most of the other things like we've kind of already hinted at, and we're going to get to in predictions, uh, Jeff Cobb and great O'Conn showed up on dynamite this week um ruining a good match yeah one yes ruining ftr versus rapongi vice which was at the point of like damn this is about to be an awesome match um the the new japan invasion though it's already started it's coming it started and mm-hmm. I am excited. I'm very excited. Yeah. Uh, especially when the first two people they, they show as showing up are Great Khan and Jeff Cobb. Like, holy fuck. If it gets anywhere higher than that, it's going to be awesome. It could go lower than that, and it'd be awesome. Like, that's yeah. a very high starting point of people to show up that I care well, about. I think that that already guarantees that we're going to see a Will Ospreay. We already oh, yeah, know yeah. we already know Okada is going to show up at some point. Uh, I would almost guarantee we're going to see a Tanahashi. Um, I would doubt. I bet Tomohiro Ishii gets a match. Yeah, I would, I would have I would have my doubts on a lot of other people outside of the bullet club though like a naito honestly i would honestly I have my have I, a naito there i don't know dude i don't know it just like it, it a lot of it i feel like it's going to be bullet dude, club like bullet club versus andrade they're not going to do that though as much as i, I would like to this whole card to just be dream, dream matchups, matchups. 
It's not going to be that. It's going to be something storyline wise, but yeah, I wish it would be just dream matches. Oh, I also just like Will Ospreay is probably like one of my favorites in New Japan. I want to see him. My favorite in a match. Yeah, Jay White. Yeah, I got it. Switchblade Jay White. I want to see Will Ospreay in a match with, I don't know, somebody that would be fucking awesome. Somebody else that's also flippy dippy. I want, and this is, might be not what everyone else wants, but I want Brian Danielson and John Moxley to have separate matches on this card mm. and not do a BCC thing. And I want to see the best wrestler in New Japan versus Brian Danielson. I want to see the best brawler in New Japan versus John Moxley. Okay, so you want to see Ish? No, not Ishii. Well, you've already seen. I've Suzuki. seen Ishii versus. I've already seen Suzuki versus Moxley, and I've seen Ishii versus Moxley. We could also do Moxley one on one with Juice Robinson, who's now the U.S. champion. Yeah, we could do that, and uh, Danielson and Okada. Danielson, 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 Tanahashi, Danielson, Naito, Danielson, like, Ibushi. Dude, he's gone. Well, I hadn't heard he's gone. I heard he was complaining about it and he wasn't. No, he's gone. I'm pretty they sure. fired him. He like apparently like he broke kayfabe or did something. And like, that's like a no, no over there. Oh, did you not hear what he did? No, he posted all these like uh, text messages. Um, He's still signed to New Japan, but he he posted a bunch of text messages where he was being told to work while he was injured. He was being told to do things that were like against his contract. He was like arguing with like major officials over there. And at one point, the text messages, they like referenced the Yakuza. So like all these things that like, you are really not supposed to do. Kota Ibushi did, including posting a bunch of like text messages that like kind of ousted all of new Japan's like uh backstage group as like Vince McMahon ish. Interesting. Yeah. I haven't delved too far into it. Um, but I read the English translations and you lose a lot in those English translations. I'm going to tell you some of them oh, were especially like, especially on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were like being translated and I was still, I was not understanding everything I was reading. Yeah. It doesn't translate very well. Um, Shall we do you? I mean, do you have anything else for dynamite though? Like, uh, the finals of the two cups, there are some matches that set up some stuff there. Yeah, I mean, we've got Cole versus Samojo, and the Samojo yep. versus Kyle O'Reilly match was good. That was uh, the main event, right? Yeah, and then yeah. we have Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho. Yeah, Britt Baker and Jamie Hader gets involved and. For Baker beats Tony Storm, and which Ruby is Soho, exactly what I called weeks ago. Ruby Soho versus Chris Tatlander happened tonight. I got that ruined by uh, looking up predictions earlier. Yep, and the crowd wanted absolutely nothing to do with Ruby Soho. Yeah, I read that. I saw, I saw Sean Ross Sapp said that the crowd booed Ruby Soho. They were just really... Uh, they, they were really behind Chris Tatlander. That was the thing. It was insane. Here's a weird comment for you. Chris Statlander. Sup? 
it's going to take a little bit more for me. But yeah, sure. But then again, I'm also I'm also Ruby Soho. Not going to hate on you for that. What's up? Not going to hate on you for that. I mean, you like the sloths, so the what? The slots? The sloth? Oh, Sid for my sage. <laughs> Sup, she, she's coming around on me too. It doesn't, it's okay. Oh, <laughs> it, it really, really depends on face. Oh, angles. how the turntables have tided. What right. the fuck did you just say? <laughs> I said, How the turntables have tided. Um, let's let's go ahead and do these predictions then. Let's start with uh, let's start with the pre show match. Let's start off here. We naturally, have naturally, naturally, uh, we have uh, Hookhausen or commonly known as Hook and Danhausen yep. versus Tony Nice and Smart Mark Sterling. I will say before we talk about the match that I found out, Smart Mark Sterling is a wrestler in GCW. He actually wrestles. Okay. So he's not just a manager. Um, regardless of the information that you just told me, <laughs> I'm taking Hookhausen. This is the surest bet of all time. Uh, yeah. This is this is easy. I don't see any way that Tony Neeson, Mark Sterling win. Yeah, I I didn't say that expecting anyone to change their opinion on this match. I was just shocked to find out he actually has wrestled before. But yeah, he's um Hook's winning. I don't care if he's with Dan Housen or not. Hook is winning. Exactly. We're not ruining this Hook undefeated streak anytime soon. All right. Um, let me see if I can find one. Here's one. Here's one. Here's one. I got one. I'm not looking that much forward to. Uh, this was a match that was announced tonight on Rampage. Uh, we've got a six-person mixed tag team match. It is between American Top Team, Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, and Paige Van Zant. Uh with Dan Lambert, and they will be taking on Sammy Guevara, Frankie Kazarian, and Ty Conti. If American top team wins, neither Guevara or Kazarian can challenge for the TNT championship as long as Sky is the champion. Chad, who do you have and why? Because that stipulation is there, I picked Scorpio. I mean, I picked Sammy Guevara and Frankie Kazarian and Ty Conti to win. I think that that stipulation is literally there because they're going to win and then they're going to get their title shots and I'm scared to death. They're going to put it back on Sammy Guevara. And I don't like this because I don't like him being a face anymore because the crowd hates him and I hate him, but I'm picking Sammy Guevara, Frankie Kazarian and take Conti to win because of that stipulation. Yep. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Yes, boy. The exact same reason. Um, this is why we do these matches first because, or these kinds of matches, like this is just, I don't know, as easy as easy can get. Yeah. This is less easy than the pre show match, but it's easy. And I'm it's also not of, that excited for it. Yeah. I'm not excited for that at all. And I like like a lot, like three of, I would say, Three of the six people in this match I really like. 
I'm also very excited for Paige Van Zant. Yeah, I want to see her, what that's not for her wrestling ability, just like sup and a yeah. half, sup and a half. Maybe she's really good in the ring. Maybe she's like, I don't know. Maybe she's really good. We'll see. I feel like her We've and Ty really Conti. I feel like her and Ty Conti are just gonna trade Luth Luthes presses, and it's just gonna be like a semi cat yeah. fight. That could be a thing. <laughs> Hopefully, it's not though. Um. We're going to go with another match that I think is kind of easy to predict. We'll see how you feel. Um, but Jade Cargill is going to defend her AEW TBS championships against Anna Jay. Yeah, so uh, Jade Cargill is undefeated. Uh, Anna Jay is not. Uh, this is for the host <laughs> title. And Jade Cargill, I'm going to pick her until she loses. And I'm probably still going to pick her after that. Um. Uh, just like picking against her at this point is just the dumbest thing I could possibly do. So I'm going with Jay Cargill. It, it just doesn't make any sense not to pick Jay Cargill. Yeah, I think she's like 32 and 0 at this point. Something ridiculous like that. So she's not losing a 32 and 0 streak against Anna Jay That's in thing. a match that like had no build. Exactly. And just like one time on Rampage, Anna Jay decided she wanted to get involved like, and there was a match. Like Jade Cargill is going to lose the TBS championship randomly, probably on TNT. Uh, <laughs> to somebody random. And it, it's just going to, it's just going to happen, but it's not going to happen on, it's, it's not going to happen at double or nothing. It's definitely not going to happen to Anna Jay. No offense to Anna Jay. Cause sup, but sup. There's no way Anna Jay is winning this match. This beer kind of sucks. No, that sucks. I'm sorry. These Tropicanas are some of my favorite beers in the world. So, yep, I agree oh, with you, Jade turn. Cargill. Your turn. Oh, what do I want? What do I want to talk about? Um, let's talk about something that I'm slightly excited to see, but this match is like. A thousand percent. I know what everyone's picking. Uh, we're gonna do MJF versus Wardlow next. Okay. <laughs> um, if Wardlow wins, he will be granted his release from his contract with MJF. If MJF wins, Wardlow will be permanently banned from signing with AEW. Chad, how in the like, how would could they could they would they possibly? book mjf to win this match he won't like no. how how could it possibly happen it can't it can't so because it, then it would it's you the, see the stipulations it's, it's the stipulation it's thing the stipulations yeah AEW the, is almost getting too in depth these stipulations They're i think if the stipulation wasn't there uh this match would be a lot harder to predict yeah if this was just mjf versus wardlow i would really consider mjf Absolutely. But it's not. It's MJF versus Wardlow getting free of his contract and signing with AEW. Yeah. Wardlow. Wardlow all day. All day. Yes, boy. So I'm assuming you agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm also taking Wardlow. <laughs> all right. Let's... Uh, uh, what a rough card. Let's go with one that's kind of difficult. 
but it is somehow on the, the list kind of moved all the way to the top on this thing, which kind of makes me think it might get out of the pre-show. Um, Kyle O'Reilly versus Darby Allen. Singles okay. match added tonight on Rampage. Uh, I heard on a rumor this was supposed to be a tag team match, but Sting got actually injured last Sting, week. Sting is actually injured. So it became a one-on-one match because Sting got hurt. Yeah, and I kind of wish that this was like coupled with uh, like I said a couple weeks ago, like there's there, it should just be an eight man tag team match between the Hardys, Sting, and Darby versus the Bucks and Red Dragon. You and I think Joe also said, like, no, we don't want that. Uh, I think that would have been better than to just add a whole nother match to this card because, like, the whole the, the sheer amount of matches on this card, like, some matches now that they've added so much to it are going to get taken are going to get time taken away from them like unless they're going to mm-hmm. end this pay-per-view at like 12 30 it's going to like 1 a.m if it goes I to 1 a.m like if it goes to 1 a.m i have to be i have to wake up the next morning to go to that place at like 4 30 <laughs> That's going to suck. What a bad day. <laughs> That's going to suck on Memorial Day. Yep. As an active duty military member. I am also wake going up. to that place on Memorial Day, just not nearly as early as you're going. But I actually haven't given any thought to this match. Um, <laughs> let's see. I've wow this is uh, I feel like I've picked so I picked Jade Cargill she's a heel mm-hmm. I'm gonna pick those heels I'm gonna pick those heels I'm gonna pick probably that heel oh this is just so tough because this this would be so much easier to predict if it was the tag team match, if it was Darby and Sting versus mm-hmm. O'Reilly and Fish. Because Sting doesn't lose. Automatically take Darby and Sting. Mm-hmm. Oh man. I li- I literally don't know what to do. Um time's ticking. It is ticking, but I'm not on the clock for quite literally anything. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and take Kyle O'Reilly for the reason being that Darby Allen. What the fuck? Oh, never mind. I just refreshed the Wikipedia page and that match was not where it was before I refreshed. Oh, yeah, it's all the way up at two now. Uh, yeah. Um, but I'm picking Kyle O'Reilly because strictly because uh Darby won at the last pay-per-view, and I know that there's like <sighs> no, I'm picking Darby. No, that's just stupid. <laughs> that's just stupid. I'm picking Darby. What what was the last pay-per-view? Revolution. What did, what did he win there? It was that uh insane like no rules match where sting jumped off the balcony 
Oh, against the Andrade Matt Hardy family office. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Andrade slash Matt Hardy slash random people involved. I'm picking Darby because like why the like why wouldn't you? Yeah, I I had Darby as well. I have Darby. Um, even though if I had picked Kyle O'Reilly, I would have had almost an even split heels to faces. I don't think I think Darby's gonna get a push at some point, and I'm gonna pick him to win some pay-per-view matches here, thinking he's gonna get that push. So I'm picking Darby Allen here. Dude, a Darby Allen versus Hangman Page or even CM Punk. Whatever they go with. AEW World Championship match on television would be amazing. All right. Um, all right. My turn to announce a match. Oh fuck. Let's go with something that I am not that excited for. Anarchy in the arena. The Jericho. I mean, okay. Out of the things that are left, yeah, I would. uh, That I think this is in the order that I would say: Jericho Appreciation Society versus Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz, and the BCC Danielson and Moxley. I, I I thought this was one of the easiest matches to predict on the whole card. I have the Blackpool Combat Club, Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz, because like, there's no fucking way in a in a match built for chaos that Moxley and Danielson lose to exactly fucking a team that includes Magic Matt Menard and Cool whatever the fuck Angelo cool Parker, hand, Cool Hand Luke, Cool Hand Luke Angelo Parker. There's no fucking way Moxley and Danielson lose this match. No, zero percent chance. That's the Zero easiest percentage. match. That's up there with Wardlow MJF. It's easy as fuck. To yeah, that I one. got the, I got the BBC. The BBC? <laughs> I did that on purpose. I got the BCC. All right, let's continue. I was just saying some... if you were gonna catch that. Oh, I caught it. You did. Um, let's go with another match that I'm not overly excited for, and I also think it's easy to predict. I'll take Thunder um... Rosa. <laughs> Did I that get it was, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the match is Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb for the AEW Women's World Championship. It's just a singles match. You have Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Why? Um, because you're yeah. not stupid. Yeah, it's it's Serena Deeb's not. It's it's strictly just based off the fact because Serena Deeb's not going to win. It's not just. The crazy part about this match to me is that they built this match using only Serena D promos almost, and that worked. They had a they had a Thunder Rosa promo tonight. They had a Thunder Rosa promo on Wednesday. Oh, maybe it was Wednesday. And she had no makeup on and she came out. But like up to that point, I remember a promo with her in a cowboy hat. (gasps) Yeah, with no makeup on. That was that was Wednesday night dynamite. Oh shit. I'm drunk. Like very even with that one promo, the match had already been built well just using Serena Deeb's Deeb's promos promos. were awesome. And they were good. But that doesn't make me overly excited for the match. I also do not think that Serena Deeb is going to take the title off Thunder Rosa at her first pay-per-view defense. She's only defended it and had a single match. 
as champion against Nyla Rose. She's had one televised match as champion. Yeah, exactly. There's no fucking way. Thunder Rosa. We've had the exact same prediction so far. No, we haven't. Oh, yeah, you, you changed to Darby Allen. Yeah, so far it's all the same. Well, we've picked all of the matches at this point that I... Uh, huh. We're kind of set on. We've picked all of the ones I was not confused about. Now we have all the ones that I was hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you were hard for? I was hard to be. I was hard to choose. I didn't know. What to Speaking do. of matches that Chad would get hard over, um, <laughs> the next match that we're gonna predict while I have hiccups is <sighs> the House of Black versus Death Triangle. In a six-man tag team match. Um. Yes. Oh my God. This is some of my favorite wrestlers right here. You have Penta, Oscuro. You have Malachi Black. You got Brody King. Uh, this was so tough for me. I, I think I changed this three times when I was writing my predictions out. But I'm gonna go House of Black here. Classic. Because I was so split and I just picked the team that I am a bigger fan of. I like Malachi Black and Brody King a lot. It's my classic default answer of I didn't know, so I just picked my favorite. Well, that uh, that is not something that I'm a big fan of because I did the same thing. Uh, I went House of Black, though, because I needed more heels. Quite literally, the only reason I need them more heels to win. Yeah, on the card. I, still I have also and it sucks. I could see this becoming a Malachi Black like push into the, like the main event scene if he. Dude, I really wins. fucking hope so. I need that. I need that so bad. If there was one person whose debut was so impactful and yet has done nothing, it's Malachi's Blacks. Remember he Malachi's Blacks. He squashes Cody, and then what has he done since? Feud Nothing. with Death Triangle? Yeah. yeah. And the... Well, beat Cody, beat Cody, lose to Cody, Death Triangle. No, there was the, the Varsity Blonde stuff. That doesn't matter. That does not important. That is just so not important. You asked me what he did? That's so not important. What you're saying is he's done fucking nothing basically mm. since he squashed Cody Rhodes. That's what happened though. He got put over so hard by a baby face and nothing since. Dude, I cannot get rid of these hiccups. You're having a fucking problem. I mean, I'm not like hiccuping that loud into the mic slash like it's just it's just rough. I'm having a rough time right right now. You said you're also taking House of Black though? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh. Faux show, faux show, faux show. Yes, boy. All right, let's let's go with one that Hit was also difficult. And this is also like a dream match for me. Why so, don't you hit me with your best shot? Calm down, Pat Benatar. Thanks. Um, let's go with the Hardys versus the Young Bucks. This is easy. This is so easy for me. Really? Yeah. Okay. I want, the, I want the Bucks. The Bucks are winning. The Bucks haven't. I feel like I haven't seen an important Bucks win in so long, long, and 
excuse my hiccups and the hardys just don't need a win and they're like they've done nothing like since they got to aw and they're not going to do shit like until i don't know maybe never i don't fucking know i'm drunk i'm drunk yeah. as fuck, and i'm making all these predictions off the fly i also have the young bucks here jesus dude we're not gonna have a single difference <laughs> the young bucks in my opinion am i gonna have to end up picking cm punk <laughs> i don't know um the young bucks just make more sense because i don't think one the hardys haven't really lost yet but two the young bucks haven't been important recently and have lost exactly they lost the triple threat at the last pay-per-view you know they didn't win against FTR. Yeah. They need a win to get the Young Bucks to be important again, and they're going to get it over the Hardys. But I think there's going to be a rubber match on Dynamite at some point. The, the Hardys will win the Dynamite match. But the pay-per-view match will go to the Young Bucks. I, I wouldn't say it was easy for me, like you said, but I picked the Young Bucks. All right. Um, next match. Owen Hart women's uh, sorry women's Owen Hart oh oh my god <laughs> <laughs> the women's Owen Hart foundation tournament final holy fuck dude I can't talk for five seconds without hiccuping it's so bad I've been trying to hold my breath dude I need something to scare me right now but we got Dr. Britt Baker, DMD versus Ruby Soho. Who you got, Chad? Also, I can't wait to hear how Joe edits that. I am going to take the men and women's dust or Owen, I almost said Dusty Cup, Owen Hart tournaments almost as a pair. And oh, I'm so picking. Are we doing these predictions just back to back? Because we can yeah. do them. Let's it's do them back to back. Sounds like we have the exact same prediction. Uh, the men's is Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole. The women's is Britt Baker DMD versus Ruby Soho. And I'm taking Dr. Britt Baker DMD and Adam Cole, the heel couple, to win respective men and women's Owen Hart Cup finals. I think they would, they need to bounce Adam Cole back. I don't think it hurts Samoa Joe to take his first loss. There's a stipulation that there's some banning from ringside from the people with Samoa Joe. I think that's just to, to sway people off of the fact that Samoa Joe is going to still probably have something happen to make him lose this match because it doesn't say Bobby Fish or Kyle O'Reilly or the Young Bucks are banned, you know? Uh, and then on the other side... Dr. Britt Baker is uh, hasn't really done much since she lost the belt other than this tournament. Ruby Soho got booed and is not over with the fans like we thought she would be. I don't think Ruby Soho is getting a push for a belt anytime soon. I think Britt Baker getting a push maybe to win the tournament, to use it to like build her back into a good character makes most sense. So I'm going with the heel couple, Britt Baker and Adam Cole. And I'm assuming you are too. 
I, you know, until, so I'm making these predictions on the fly, right? So up until now, we've had the exact same predictions and I had to draw a line. So it had to be with one of these two matches. Didn't have to. So, be. We could just pick the same thing. Yeah, it could be, but I'm not going to do that. Um, mostly because if I pick the same exact thing as you, then you retain. You're still a champion, regardless. Yeah, but there's like props. There's prop bets. There's These a triple threat match we haven't the talked about. The prop bets yet. for AEW are easy, though. Usually, it at least comes one down of them to the matches. So I felt like this was the time to go for something here and i i'm gonna i'm the same with you on one i'm different on a different i'm a, i'm different on the other one okay samoa joe versus adam cole i think that this is the easier one to predict i think i think i completely agree with you adam cole takes the owen hart tournament wins it moves on and I think we could continue to see Adam versus Adam, even though we've already seen it like two or three times at this point. I wouldn't hate it again. Or Adam versus CM Punk, but we'll see. That um, one would be great. It's the other match. And here's the reason why I think Ruby Soho could win and why I'm picking Ruby Soho. Um, the crowd fucking hated Ruby Soho on Friday night, tonight tonight on rampage yesterday they loved Britt baker and i need more heels to win so AEW's thinking about my predictions <laughs> thinking dylan needs more heels to win and i think ruby soho could be turning heel whoa using this crowd as a jumping off point to turn heel that's bold i'm gonna pick ruby soho to win the owen hart tournament that's a bold move con we'll see how it plays out and i think it also couples that with a brit baker face turn no way check it she literally just used jamie Hayter to beat tony storm dude she gets cheered every time she comes out yeah but so does adam cole we're not turning him face anytime soon they're the best they're the best couple dude i don't know if you know this but they were on an episode of bar rescue a couple yeah no i saw it and uh, I'm a big I fan love that of John, show. Big fan of John Taffer. Big fan of Bar Rescue. Um, incredible episode. They they did a great job. Did you see there's a carpool karaoke episode coming out with a bunch of AEW wrestlers on I it? I saw that Britt Baker was in one with like Danielson, Christian, and CM Punk, and she made them sing some Disney songs. There was a, some Backstreet Boys and Instinct in there too that she made them sing. And the other car was MJF, Ruby Soho, and Powerhouse Hob. And MJF just sits in the backseat the whole time, like super butthurt about everything he's doing. <laughs> I love that MJF is like the only person in life right in now K-fabe. trying to keep up kayfabe. I love that. I that love guy, MJF. MJF is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, like right now. Already. His kayfabe capability is off the charts. It's insane. All right, let's, let's, let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. What do you got? All right. We only have two matches left. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. Tag and... Tag and the world champ. Oh, shit, dude. The two hardest matches to predict. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, this was this one is what I thought was the hardest. It was the last one I picked. It was the hardest one for me. Um, 
the Jurassic Express versus Team Taz, which is Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs versus Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland for a three-way tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships, a colloquially known as a triple threat, Michael. So I hate that I'm the one that has to predict this one first because the reason that I picked the, the team that I picked has to do with what happened on Rampage, which Chad hasn't watched yet. Okay, go. I'm picking Jurassic Express for reasons of if you're a frequent listener of this podcast, you'll know exactly why I'm picking Jurassic Express, and it's because of what happened on Rampage. And I'll just leave Did it. Did someone that. hold the belts over top of? I'm not telling you what happened. You have to tell me. You can't just not. I'll, I'll Google it before I make my prediction. We can just hold this whole podcast up. God damn it. Um, I think, oh my God, I don't even remember what fuck. I don't even remember what happened. I just know that uh, Jurassic Express. So they, they had a triple trap match, right? Between Jungle Boy, Swerve. That was on Dynamite. No, that was on Rampage. That was on Dynamite. I watched that. Bro, what? That that triple threat match was on Dynamite. We didn't talk about it, but that triple threat match was on Dynamite. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty drunk. So they had this triple threat match on Dynamite that Chad already saw. And for reasons of where the fuck is it? Oh, very excited. Uh, okay. So they had this triple threat match between Swerve, Ricky Starks, and Jungle Boy. And uh, I think Swerve wins. Yes. He pins Jungle Boy. Pretty sure. And him and Keith Lee stand tall at the end of the segment. Obviously, all the tag team partners come out at the end. But um, a swerve and Keith Lee stand tall at the end. He pull, He pinned Starks. Oh, okay. So Starks gets pinned. And I just, I just don't think that it's time for Jurassic Express to lose their belts. And at the same time, the, so I'm glad we had these last two matches. these two matches is last because i did some research before we did these predictions and i hate my picks you want to know why why i have no titles changing hands same do you want to know how exactly how many titles have changed hands every single double or nothing pay-per-view of all time which there's only been three other ones but every single one there's been the same amount of uh titles there's been one title that's changed hands every single year Okay. And I think two of the times it was the women's title. If you go back to the text message I sent you with my picks, because I wasn't know if you were going to wait for a thing. The last thing on my list is Jurassic Express. You want to know why that's last on the list? Because it was the last match you predicted. It was the last match I picked. And I almost had a different team. And it's the same reason why you're talking about right now. I almost picked someone different because I had no titles changing. Who'd you almost predict? Swerve and Keith Lee. But I'm taking Jurassic Express. I don't care about title changes. I don't. I just. It just doesn't make sense to put it on a guy, two guys that are brand new like that who are not even a real tag team. Like looking at the lineage so far of the tag team titles, there's no way in my mind they're putting it on the other two teams. 
So we're about to have the same exact picks except for Ruby Soho and DMD. Depending on who you pick for the main event. Oh. Well then. But yeah, I'm taking Jurassic Express here. I think that by next pay-per-view, I think they will lose it. I think they might lose the tag team titles to a New Japan team. It's not the world title, like you said. I, I, I kind of agree with you. As much as I would prefer the tag, the world championship to be defended, I don't think they're willing to take the world championship and put it on a New Japan guy. I definitely think they're willing to put their tag team titles as a New Japan team. I think they're willing to. Mm, yeah. United Empire or. I think uh, they would be willing to do that as long as FTR could have the IWGP heavyweight championships. Or tag team titles. They might put both of them. Yeah, I think I think it'd be like a like an exchange thing. I'll we'll win yours and you win ours, but then later on we'll switch them back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, is it my turn to? Yes. It's your. No, it's your turn to announce. I think it's my turn to predict. No, I I announce the triple threat match. It's oh, your turn to announce. Sick. All right, main event: Hangman, CM Punk, AEW World Championship. I already know. I think I already know who you're picking. I just want to know, like, is there any chance that CM Punk wins this match? And like, yes. why? Why? Because it's CM Punk. Because Hangman's like, already had a reign that's comparable me, to every other world champion. Convince me to pick CM Punk. No, he hasn't. Okay. He's only okay. defended it on one. He's only had it through one pay-per-view. All right. Here we go. The AEW World Champion, the Reigns. Chris Jericho had it for 182 days. Hangman Adam Page has had it for 194. He has already held it longer than Chris Jericho did. Okay. So how long did Mox and Kenny hold it for? Mox had it for 277. Omega had it for 346. So he's already not this. He's already not the the shortest right at all, um, dude. So he could easily lose to CM Punk here. He could also lose to CM Punk because it's CM fucking Punk. Just just keep going, dude. And I'll, I, you, dude. I'm not I'm trying drunk, to convince you either I'm, way, cause... dude. I'm drunk enough right now where you could just keep going, and you probably convince me. Just keep going. Also, if you think about like the people that are top contenders in the company, a lot of them are heels and CM Punk stays face in everywhere but Long Island. Whereas Hangman can is already planted seeds of heelism. You nope. know, like Hangman needs to get me get Joe to buy me a cake. So but I think if you CM think Punk's about what we talked about. Heel. If you think about what we talked about earlier, you want to talk about like holy fuck main event forbidden door what if cm punk took the aw world's championship did exactly what we talked about turned on aw and then did something against aw at forbidden door because he's turned dude why do you do this to me <laughs> i'm just saying these are all the things that went through my head i picked i'm picking hangman adam page because as much as all that sounds great, I think they're going to wait it out till all out for Hangman to lose. 
And that's the only reason I'm picking Hangman is I think they're going to wait it out to all out for him to lose. And we're going to build up as somebody else. I don't know who that person is. I don't know how it's going to go down. But I was about, I'm about 52 48. <laughs> and I'm picking Hangman Adam Page. And I'm it's quite, a safe bet. I'm quite literally 50 50. Um, I'm going Hangman. I just, in the back of my mind, it feels safer. And that's quite literally the only reason. You said this pay per view, like double or nothing wise, doesn't feel like as great as some of the other double or nothing pay per views. But this main event has written all over it one of the greatest matches I've ever watched. I could see it being that at the end of this. This could easily be CM Punk versus Hangman and Adam Page might be, could go down as like one of the best AEW matches of all time. I could see that. Like if we think about it right now, top five, I'm putting like the, the Lucha Bros, Young Bucks in the cage. The Young Bucks versus Hangman and Kenny. Okay. I'm putting Danielson and uh, Kenny. I'm. I don't know if I put that one on there. I put I'm Cody just, versus Dustin. Cody versus Dustin. I'm putting Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker in the Lights Out match. Yeah. I'm sure if you want to put like one of the Kenny versus Danielson Dude, or Danielson the, versus uh, hmm. Omega. I mean, uh, I Hangman. I don't know if you remember also the early on the Escalera de la Muerta ladder match between the Bucks. And oh, like at the first double or nothing. No, I think this is the first all out. Maybe, but I definitely remember that ladder match. Escalera yes. de la Muerta. It was for the AAA Tag Team Championships. That one was so fucking good. I thought the cage match was better, but that one's up there. They're, yeah, that the the cage match is a little bit better than the other one, but they're both so good. But if we're talking about like those six or seven matches we mentioned, and we're like definitively like those are the six or seven best matches they put on. Hangman versus CM Punk definitely has a chance to be in that group. Yeah. And it has a chance to be like the best singles, like straight up singles match. I think. I mean, right now, if I was to put singles matches in AEW, I'd put Cody versus Dustin at number one. Yeah. Everything else, the tag team, I said maybe I'd put uh maybe I'd put Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker in that lights out match as number one. Um, I'm talking no, no, no. I'm talking straight up regular singles matches. No steps. Like yeah, Cody versus Dustin. One. The only other one that comes to mind is Kenny Danielson. versus Hangman. Kenny, no, Kenny and Danielson. Kenny and Hangman was also yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Kenny and Hangman as well. Kenny and Hangman at Full Gear was good. Well, uh, let's do props. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just say my props so that we can close it out. We've been running for so fucking long. Um, my appearance. Who not on the card will make an appearance. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, William Regal. Uh, my blood, if there is blood, who will bleed? My pick is going to be... Hmm. I should have thought about this beforehand. I really should have thought about this beforehand. I'm sorry. I want to go off the wall, but it's just so hard not to pick. Um, John Moxley. 
John Moxley. In, Go on with John your, Moxley. In your time? Dude. I don't fucking know. I'll go 12:24 a.m. All right. Uh I'm going to go with uh, my surprise is going to be Christian Cage who's not on the card but I'm sure will be with Jurassic Express or at least show up at some point before or after the match. Um I'm taking my blood to be Chris Jericho cuz he likes to bleed. Yep. And he's facing off against John Moxley. So we'll see how that goes. And then uh, I don't have to pick a time because I'm the reigning champion. So. I hate you. But I would have picked somewhere in like the 1250s, honestly. I th- it, <laughs> I picked 1224 because it's, uh, a, it's a date that's significant to my life. That's Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Eve, but it's also a date that's significant to my life. Um. That doesn't have to do with Christmas Eve, but those are our predictions. Uh, I understand everyone listening. Joe never showed up. It is currently holy fuck, almost two thirty in the morning. Joe is still not out from that place. He probably got there at one p.m. yesterday. Uh, so that really fucking sucks for him. Uh, I'm sorry, Joe. Sorry you couldn't make it. Uh, I'm glad we did a show though. <laughs> Next week we're gonna have our beer ratings from Double or Nothing. Plus, I don't think I think we're going to just hold off on a weekly recap next week, like really hit like anything like very, very, very major, because next week we have beer ratings from double or nothing predictions for NXT in your house predictions for hell in a cell. It's going to be a lot, but we're going to have fun while we're doing it and we're going to be fucked up. So I'm excited for that. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at DT Russell Pod. We've been the Drunk Dudes, Dylan and Chad. Catch you on down the road.